nice par, David. The magic cart path. Welcome back. A show like any other. Yet also unlike any other. Mm. Golf, music, skateboarding. There's none. Makes sense. Zach Malosh here. Ryan Westfall. Hi. In a time of quarantine, a time of pandemic, we're still here for you. Cue time. That's my cue. We've also, yeah, we've also realized that we have so many amazing conversations before we even walk in here. Yeah, I know. I know. We got to stop doing that. We should. We should cease communications until the microphone is on. I try every time. It's so hard. You know, since we're transparency is something that we preach, we're gonna we're gonna let the fans know that you miss the best content, which is when we first get here and we talk about how we're gonna do the show and provide the content in its pure natural form. We're gonna we're gonna try that. We're gonna we're gonna have everything ready. We're gonna not talk. We're just gonna turn it on and go. Sometimes we do it better than other times. I'll give us that. Yeah. Take it easy, Jeez. Paul Walker. That's the neighbor. Jeez Louise. He's a real real winner, that guy. Two F and F. <laughs> man, we got a lot to talk about, bro. We, we actually do, do man. We do. Uh, we got big week in golf last week, yeah. this week. A uh, big week for you golfing. Oh, there were certain things that were big. We'll talk about it. We got uh, Tom Brady throwing golf clubs, by the way. Did you hear about that? No. That's good. I like that. Bring him back to earth. Yeah, we got we got stuff. We got some stuff. Uh, would, should we start off with our 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 top of the <clears throat> top of the order? The uh, yeah, man. The uh, the rec- vinyl of the week. Yeah, the vinyl of the vinyl, week. Dude. Yeah, let's yeah. do it, man. The vowel. The vow, <laughs> the final of the week. Oh, I love it. Uh, so last week was burning. Let's bring down the whalers. By the whalers, what the sher- we got, man. The sheriff has been shot. Uh, here, bring it down. Let's retire that. We'll put it at the back. Man, I'm starting to like this. We'll see, man. I, I peaked at the next record already, oh, and I'm man. excited as fuck because it just so happens to be one of my favorite artists of all time. Mr. Herb Albert, wow. the Tijuana Brass. That's Albert with a P A L P. Don't 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 say Albert. Going places. Going places. Um, Look at that. It's man. first of all, it's got it's got the Spanish fleet. It's got some of the the well known, recognizable Herb Albert. It, Herb Albert. If you don't know Herb, he's he's like he's the show tune master. <laughs> Um, he's no. a trumpeteer, dude. A lot of you have heard a lot of songs of his, and you, you don't even know. Exactly, that's what I'm trying to say. Like he's so sample, he's so many samples of his. Yeah. Also, the record <laughs> cover, not this record cover, but this one's pretty stylish itself. But the uh, the the most notable one is the woman who's covered in whipped cream, head to toe, you know, and naked. The naked beautiful woman covered in nothing but whipped cream and it was it's a very uh yeah man uh tantalizing uh photo but but herb dude all of his all of his album covers are pretty pretty amazing not to mention i love blowing people's minds with a very very famous um well not so famous song originally from herb uh one of the newer ones and i'm not good with with names so forgive me but 
you know what it is because it was sampled by one of the most famous hip-hop artists of all times and one of the most famous hip-hop songs of all times. Yeah. And, yeah, God. The I just got to leave by Biggie. Yeah. I just got to leave it there. Um, anybody who wants to uh, know the details of, of this, just take it offline. But uh, Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful, man. And Figure Zorba the Greek, dude. The famous Zorba yeah, the Greek. that's a good one. Uh, Zorba the Greek is the, the <laughs> classic Greek song that everybody knows when you're at a Greek restaurant or fucking whatever, yeah. or yeah. it's a famous Greek scene in a movie, uh, but Herb covers it beautifully, so there's that. Yeah. That's a good record, man. Everyone needs to check that one out. Shit, man. So, um, so you did some golfing this week, huh? I did some golfing. Man. You want to talk about it or no, is bro. it? Why? Why? Oh, you got to tell the people, man. Yeah, I do. You, at least you've been able to uh, enjoy the activity. A lot of people still haven't golfed. Yeah. Uh, judging by the tea time we tried to book, uh, a lot of people are trying to golf. Holy crap, man. Shit's crazy. <laughs> and kind of. Uh, and, and and this is uh, Los Lagos. Um, and, you know, this is a, uh, just going to be a backhanded shout out to Los Lagos because mm. we, we actually tried to play somewhere else. Uh, but Los Lagos was the only tea time left, so we caught one at 327. Uh, and uh, we did finish, by the way. Spoiler alert, we did finish at 327, barely. The guy actually drove up to me as I'm hitting one of my last shots on 18 and said, Hey, man, golf course is closed, like right before I'm about to hit like a dick. Uh. But we finished. Uh, I started off hot, man. I'm not going to lie. After 12 holes, I was I was two over. So I was firing one over on the on the front nine, firing, and then I had a I had a tin cup moment, bro, a mini tin cup. It started with a mini tin cup. I was playing with my opponent, my partner Timmy. Come on, Tim, and he was uh, he was down by eight, so or something. He was down by seven after nine. And I think I got another one on him. I was whooping, and then it happened. Started on the par three, the one with the water. Um, after the par four, what is it? Uh, ten. 11, 12. Okay. Put one in the water. Bad swing. I really wasn't swinging that bad all day, so it was kind of like, okay. Set up another one, put it in the water. I'm like, oh my God. But I answered, put my third one on the green, and at least made a one putt for like a, a triple, a birdie triple after two balls in the drink. Um, so I still had a good little lead, and, and you know, I'm, I'm trying to close it down. Meanwhile, Tim is just playing well. Hmm. And uh, keeping it steady. Yeah, and I was with my boss and the the, the, the other Go dude, um, uh, Mike, the engineer, and they they were holding it down. They they were a few, you know, a little bit behind and got their own little competition. And it was it was it was fun. It was it was up there. And then treacherous seventeen, man. I had a decent drive, um, a pretty decent approach, but it was too much club over the green. Hmm. I just so happened to bounce in this rugged, gnarly thick ass shit and this is gonna lead into a question that i have for the people and something me and you need to talk about i got into a situation where i should have taken a, an unplayable lie um okay i really should have should have in hindsight it's easy to say but what did i do i tried to hit it whacked it under the ball tried to hit it again whacked it under the ball hit it again popped it out into a bunker hit a reasonable bunker shot and and put up a nine, dude, a five wow. over nine, and uh, that was it, bro. Uh, my, you had my, it in the bag too, man. Yeah, my three stroke lead, even after the tin cup collapse. Yeah, I survived, but the Vandeveld collapse, not enough, man. <laughs> it was a van. It was a, it was wow. a Vandeveld. There's no other. I mean, 
Yeah, yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. It actually, it wasn't even. That's not even fair to me. Vanderbilt hit some pretty shitty shots. I hit two, a good drive and a good shot. Just chose the wrong club and then had this. But, but this is the thing, man. Have you ever taken an unplayable because you knew that it was just too difficult to get out of? Or have you, much like myself, tried to go for it every fucking time? Ooh. Well, well, first you bring up an interesting, a, a good point. Most amateurs do what you just said. Yeah. We uh, tend to just whatever. Play as, it, play as it lies, right? That's the rule, right? So I would say no. There's the occasional when we're all playing together, hey, there's a freaking utility box in front of you. You don't really need to hit that. Well, I mean. Or hit into that, move it. But amongst myself, yeah, I've taken an unplayable, but that's it. I've never taken an unplayable like knowing that it was the right thing to do. I've done it after hitting a bad shot and then realizing, oh shit, this is too bad, and then taking it, which is even you know insult to injury. There's there has to be a time, and I think this was a valuable lesson because it cost me the game. It yeah. cost me like my my confidence. I mean, I, I I bogeyed the 18th hole and Tim birdied it, so just more pouring it on top. Right. The the match was lost right there because. When you trade four strokes for one. Yeah, I mean, just played the I take it unplayable, I chip it on there, I two-putt for, you know, bogey or double or whatever, and yeah. it's not that bad. But instead, right. I a, add a three more onto it. That's it. Well, it, and I, I fault at that as well, so I'm yeah. not I'm not singling you out, but that's a typical amateur move, as they say. Oh, totally. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And even Tim even Tim was like, man, I didn't deserve to win like that. And I was like, I know. I mean, even though he, he closed hard, hey man, it's hard. But it was like a it was like a Tom Watson Stewart Singh thing because like it's not like you know it. But it was is it like I had it. It's not the way you want to go by having something like hey, you know, shout out choking. to uh, Dustin Johnson and Jordan Spieth U.S. Open. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Shouldn't have won like that. That's how you know. Fuck it. Some people, yeah, no. you won. You it doesn't, it doesn't feel good to win like that, and it definitely doesn't feel good to lose like that. But it. You know, hopefully the next time, because here's what we're talking about. I've hit good shots out of situations that I think some people would not ever be able to, or would, you know, struggle more. And you just, sometimes you pull it together and you just make a miracle shot and it feels great. And obviously that's what I was hoping would happen. Yeah. And once I swiped it through and realized, holy shit, this is really bad. That's when my ego got the better of me and went, all right, don't take an unplayable now you can nah, do this see, muscle that, up pussy where, yeah. that's when i that's when i got my brain gotten in the way and i really fucked up yeah it's hard to take an unplayable after hitting a bad try but you should well you know there's a theory of you know i i uh golfed with this uh asian fella they're beautiful man but uh it, i coined him racist jimmy oh yeah yeah he was a, a older fella yeah bless his soul Hopefully he's doing okay, but um, yeah. He was just racist against every every everybody, dude. Yeah. Just everything. Like, oh, like he started talking to me about politics. What like, was he? Japanese? Do you know Chinese? Yeah. Man, I don't know. Uh, that's just like, yeah. I want to say a Japanese guy. What a great nickname, racist Jimmy. Racist Jimmy, but it was just interesting. Anyway, <laughs> we can get talk about racist Jimmy all day. Um, but he made an interesting point, and it it kind of goes back to why I um. I putted the other day when Tim said I should have chipped it. Yeah. First of all, I could probably definitely vouch for this. Don't talk to me about chipping, like anybody. Yeah. Don't talk to me about chipping. Yeah. Yeah. Secondly, the odds of me chipping that particular shot 
close at, at any at any rate was impossible. The lie I had. So I had to putt. Yeah. Right? Um, but in regards to races, Jimmy, he was like, there were some chip shots that I took that I'm comfortable with, so it's fine for me. But he was like, if you would have putted those, your chances of scoring way better are higher than you. And we're talking off the fringe. Yeah. But sometimes when I'm off the fringe, not even off the fringe, like on the front of the green, and I got a hill, I'm going to chip it because I want to play that hill a little more than try to putt up a hill. So it, it just depends on the scenario. Yeah. But if you're just off, you might as well putt because if you chip, the ratio of you, and in my case, on the other hole uh, that I'm talking about, I was downhill on a divot like this trying to chip down into a green. And I needed, I, I had a 10 yard Ultimately, 10, 10 yard range. It comes down to Less. what the best geometric attack angle is right. for that particular lie and that angle. And and honestly, there's there's always probably a mathematically or scientifically proven better option or best option. But then it comes down a lot to what you're more comfortable with. And I, I there's that too. I gotta say this, man. The Texas wedge gets a lot of shit for being like the easier approach yeah and it very well may be it most likely is for the you know less mechanics going through but it still requires a hell of a lot of touch to be able to execute it to where it's not a disaster because when you try to put a ball from a like off the green or even out of the rough and it's and and you know you should maybe chip it but you you decide to put it and it's a disaster Yes, that that hurts. That hurts. Yeah, but, but you, so you still have to be decent at the Texas wedge in order to even be able to like make it sense or worthwhile to use. You know. Well, I would say for most people though, the the ratio is just the same. Whether yeah. Not whatever you do, right? Like maybe not so much you, and maybe not so much me in some aspects, but you do have to adapt. And there's some guys that that would do that that don't necessarily need to do that that have good short game and it's like you're plaguing yourself so yeah there is that right so you can't just necessarily i can't just necessarily say like well one one's the weaker of the two you know or whatever i don't know about you but i'd say at least once around i make the wrong decision uh versus a putt or a chip like not in Dude. general yeah you have a lot of wrong decisions but i mean yeah. just as far as man i should have putted that or I should have chipped that. I'll say that at least one time in, in every round. Yeah. Well, you know, golf is life, right? Like, yeah. so, I mean, I make tons of bad decisions all the time. Yeah. Just like on the golf course. But, no, but I, I totally understand what you're saying. And the unplayable was probably a smart move, man. I mean, it's play, hard. what are you going to do? You're playing with friends. You probably could have got away with it, so there would have been no judgment. I would have let you. I would have said, "Fuck yeah, dude." No, 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 man. That was the you know one. I mean? That was the type of thing where it was nothing man-made. It was just the way the course was designed. There just happened to be. Oh, then you have to hit it. I had to hit it. You I had to. to. Hit it. I mean, so it, yeah. Then there's nothing about it. Then I should have just. It's just the lesson is, is if I get in that again, I'm gonna look at it. Really look at that. You know, lie if it's that bad and say. But if really, I have because I was so. It was so convenient to go two clubs out. Um, no closer to the hole and drop it on a perfect grass where I had an easy chip. That's what made it sting more after I looked at it. What made it unplayable? Oh, dude, it was... Explain it to me. You know that, you know that like, seriously, like 15 inch long reed grass where it's super, super thick, thick, uh, um, heavy, coarse reed grass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was that... 
come up out of nowhere. Big old pile. No, no, no. Like it was right past the 17th hole, right before the 18 tee box at Lagos. And there's just this big old patch that they actually put in there. And they purposefully put that super thick, ridiculous Yeah, so the ball shit. doesn't get out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it definitely is a deterrence from going long. Yeah, 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 long. yeah. And I was in it. And like honestly, the, the club, as soon as the grass touched it, the club just got grabbed. That's not unplayable, man. No, it's unplayable. Like, no, I, that's not unplayable, though. I, I don't. What do you mean? I, I particularly don't think. What like, I'm saying is that if you try to hit that, you're gonna fail. Like literally. Right, but that doesn't. Di- 19 times out of 20. Right, but that doesn't dictate an unplayable. Yeah, that's a, it, it exactly does. I don't. I, it's I'm an just, unplayable is when you determine that you can't hit that shot. If you have the opportunity to drop it, right. with two club lengths, you take the unplayable. You have three yeah, options. Yeah, either, I'm not gonna deny that I, you have that option, but I. But I think that the option determines what object you're trying to determine what is making it unplayable. If you're in grass, I don't think that that's not unplayable. I think you have the option to do it. That's, which, that's all which, we're saying. That's all we're right, saying. Right, right, right. Yeah. But, but in theory, I think that's silly because it's in grass, so which would make the actual legit rule probably not unplayable, like a legit unplayable. I think in a tournament, I don't think that's legit. Oh no no no! Well, well, right, right, what right. do you mean? What do you mean? What, what, I mean, I mean we're just, you, I'm, we're I'm just, confused here. What are you trying to say? Are you saying in a tournament you're you're unable to take a unplayable life right there? Yeah, I would I would imagine that that's that's no, that, that's the whole point of the rule is you 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 get to if you can't, but you have to be able to drop it within two club lengths or on the site, on right. the line of sight from where you where it went into that unplayable spot. Right, you could go back as far, or you hit another one from the tee, or right. from the spot that you right. hit it. You have those three options because right. I looked it up after after it happened. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And so there's basically whenever you have a situation where you deem your shit unplayable, those are your options. And if you can't do anything, well, you have to. If you can't drop it on the line of sight because it's all forest, right. or if you can't, if you're not close enough to where two club links puts you on a playable like mm-hmm. area, then your only other option is to go back and retee it. So I guess the question, uh, the short question that I'm asking is, so you can you, you can imply an unplayable anytime you want. Yep. Okay. Yep. Anytime you want, <laughs> even if it's in the bunker. If you want to say I don't, gotcha. okay, boom. I don't want to hit this bunker yeah. shot. I I just want to hit it off the grass. You could take a dumbass okay. stroke penalty and go. So yeah, so I was just overreaching and making a, creating a crazy scenario, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's cool then. So yeah, I mean, I guess at any rate. Yeah, but that's so. It all circles back to yeah. It's I mean, so hard to do. Sacrifice like, one for four. My whole point, like, if you've had to do it, I, maybe I have like off concrete or something stupid, but not in that situation. Not when it was just really thick grass. Like I've yeah. always tried to hit it out and everywhere. Well, and you usually would think I'm, you have to, right? Yeah, and usually I make an, at least decent enough contact to get it out three feet to where I could hit it off of grass. This was the only time where I've ever swung three times and the ball stayed exactly where it was. Right. It well, was, and, was and this is kind of the other point we were kind of touching on in the beginning too. Is like most, first of all, most we play a lot, so we know a lot of the rules. Yeah. And sometimes they need to be clarified, obviously. Yeah. And um, but there's a lot of guys that wouldn't even think to take the ball out. Yeah. Which keeps them out of fucking twenty-two handicap, thirty handicap. Well, that well, was and they might just be out there for fun. But that was me yesterday, man. I just did not. I should have known, and I think I will. Moving on, I will know now because of that incident. Because right. that cops cost me the round. I felt every. I felt like Tim, just like even no, this is not what this is not what we want to happen. That's what yeah yeah, and that's what it's there for, right? Stupid game. It is dumb. 
Wow. Uh, so there's that. There's a lot to think about in golf too, like the, the rules especially. Which, as I was telling you before we started, like I really don't care anymore. Well, at least right now, like I'm just having fun. Obviously, I pay attention to the rules, but I'm just out there having fun right now. I can tell by that amazing shirt. Thanks, man. It's glorious. I wish I was quarantined in Hawaii right now. Oh, I'm not man. gonna lie. This is actually from uh, the beautiful island of Honolulu. It actually makes me feel a little bit more peaceful just because you have a Hawaiian shirt on. It serves its purpose very well. It's good vibes right now. Yeah. Man. It's good week. We got. Do you want to hear this? Wait, where, dude? I got the the stellar. I'm just gonna rifle this off. This is the stellar birthday list of today. Okay. Which includes zero golfers. <laughs> of course. Um, but it's just it's gnarly. First of all, we got Lawrence Olivier. I mean, the great actor, uh, one of the greatest of all times. Then we got Novak Djokovic, the Joker, mm. tennis great, multiple major winner, best tennis player, one of. Arthur Conan Doyle, the writer, uh, British writer, yeah. Naomi Campbell, the model, and fucking Harvey Milk, wow. the politician, the first openly gay politician. What a motley crew that's it. that is. And that's all I got there, man. I tried to look up some cool shit on today's day. There ain't nothing. That's some jambalaya right yeah. there for sure. Jambalaya. That was loud. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. It's for the people. Yeah. Slam. Mic drop. What you got? I don't know, man. I'm really just pumped on the uh, on the golf we get to watch this weekend. Memorial Day weekend. We get to watch a little bit of golf. We get to see some heavyweights. Not that DJ and them weren't heavyweights, but this is going to be good, dude. It's Tiger. Tiger, Phil. The banter is going to be great with those two. Yeah. And um, I think the, I think dude. these guys are under a lot of pressure to talk shit. Oh, yeah. They always are. The last, last one was so fucking forced. Yep. They've been trolling. They've been talking shit on Zooms. Yeah. So they set the precedent. They have to... Give the people what they want and talk a lot of smack for this round. They were out there practicing today. Yeah. They all posted a picture. Uh, yeah, I saw some footage of Tiger talking shit about um, uh, Peyton Manning's neck. Yeah. Both of them? Both of his necks? <laughs> it's funny, too. They were breaking down some old-ass footage of him, too. His golf swing is actually a lot nicer than the one they, they broke down. Here's my question, man. How much... Uh, we've already talked about this. We, fa- in fact, I think we dedicated a whole section to it. But how much validity is there to these handicaps they post? I just I you don't, don't buy. Yeah, I don't buy them being that close to being scratch golfers. I just, well, and I've then, seen them play. And then didn't we say? Um, and I'd have to go back, but didn't we say Manning was a uh, like an eight or nine handicap, and Brady was running like a six? But it's reversed now. Brady. I thought they were lower than that when we shouted out the numbers before. No, I thought they were like in the fives I, and fours. I have fours. to check. Yeah, no, Brady's running a six. Or uh, what's his face? Manning. Manning's, Manning's a, six. a six. Yeah, I think Brady was like a three. Shit, let's just look it up. Look it up right now. Yeah. Let's see. I mean, they may have changed. You know, maybe these guys were forced to actually turn in some scorecards. Yeah. After I heard Kenny G was like a point or like a two, but that he hadn't turned in a scorecard for three years or whatever, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a yeah. second. Don't be putting numbers out on the internet and can't back them up with, you know, recency. That's like uh, when we were talking about Michael Jordan's handicap, and I was like, oh, well, this card says it's from 2013, though. So when was the last time? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
That wasn't a card. That was just a receipt from a nightclub that he didn't tip. It says 6.4 here. Brady? Yeah. No. Manny. Manny. Okay, what's Brady? Let me see. So you hear that Tom Brady throws clubs? That's what the, his... Um, he, he's a little temper tantrum. He's a little tantrum really? Susie. Yeah, he throws he throws clubs. That's good for Which him. kind of makes me like him a little bit more. Cause good I, for him. Throwing a club or two. That's white people problems, man. Yeah, I snapped a couple clubs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Let's yeah. see what these guys got to say. I got it. I got it. You know, uh, Fred Willard passed away, right? Really? The actor. Oh, yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. The boss maker, man. He's got a great line, dude. Jerry Stiller, too, man. He's got a great line, though. I got to give it one, one shout-out line to Fred Willard. You know, only in America can you be in L.A., the morning in New York at night. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's such a great one. Bro. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. He also Ooh. got this one. He also got this one. So, uh, met a blind <laughs> prostitute. I got to say, I really had to hand it to her. <laughs> Man, that's some Tom Dreaming <laughs> shit right there. Isn't man. that great? Fred Willard. Shout that out. All right, what well, we got? Tom Brady's handicap. Oh, man. Looks like a nine, dude. Looks like a nine? Yeah. Get the fuck up, okay. I swear. It's, All right, he's well, a nine. He posted eight, but yeah. Maybe not even that, but he's a nine. I thought like, it was opposite. I think I could beat Tom Brady is what I'm saying. I think I could beat Tom Brady. I think I don't think he can handle the pressure on the golf course. I, I know do. he's I don't the think great he Tom can Brady. handle the pressure. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't think he can handle the golf against pressure. me yeah. <laughs> no i mean like honestly though the with he's only shooting 86s and 85s like that's all, consistently he shot a 106 at where i don't know it doesn't say probably it. the hard course see that when we right rifle- no, it was on a, a par 69 well when we rifled off a lot of uh golfers see, and their handicaps course. we we did give um tribute to those who were playing at more difficult challenging courses because if you're a a member at a course and you're playing the same course all the time the harder the course is the, the, the more club. legitimate your your average is or your your handicap you know right right you know I mean? man just saying yeah he got that 106 at the medalist club well and anyway dude golf you can't i mean I don't pick an odds and favorites. It's just it's gonna be fun Sunny to watch. Sunday. I don't even. I, I'm root, I'm rooting for Tiger and and Peyton because I just am. Oh, Tiger's your boy. It's Tiger. Yeah. Is it Tiger and Brady or Tiger and Peyton? Tiger and Peyton. Is it? Yeah. Huh. Phil and Tom. Phil and Tom. Do do do. Well, shit, man. Should we um. Well, we're coming up on the turn right here. I wanted to get into something, but we're, we're coming on the turn. I don't want to. I want to get into it and then have to have to throttle back. You know. Oh yeah, have we got the commercial cracking yet, or we just still have oh, phantom turns? Phantom turn, dude. Phantom turn. Phantom cooldown. You know. Phantom turns. Whenever they want to return my emails, we'll talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like your hat. I like your fit. Oh, thanks, bro. You look, told me I look like Christian Slater. Best compliment uh, ever. Oh, Brian from Gleaming the Cube right here. Look at him. Look at those hey, pants. If they do, I'll see too. They put your picture on a six-pack of bud. <laughs> Yabo. <laughs> Dude, there's a meme of Yabo doing the um, the little full yes. body. It's just a meme of that going back and forth, back oh, and forth. Man. 
Can I have that as my words with friends avatar? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I never understood is how does he get that big old wheel through the belt buckle, man? I don't know. Remember when he climbs up that thing? Dopest I used to room. try to do that. I couldn't do it. Dopest room. You got to have really big belt buckles. Like you gotta, I guess I wasn't 80s enough. Nah, bro. Those fools were wearing thrift store shit too, man. Accessorizing was... See, this is the thing about why pro skaters are the best, man. They Or skaters in general. The, the little subculture, little community, counter community, whatever. They set fashion trends like none other. That's true. Like no other group. I mean, countless... Or bring a trend back. Hordes of thousands and millions, literally millions of teenagers, for some reason, gravitate towards the styles that skaters organically create. And then they become fucking insanely mainstream like band shoes and like the the you know with the little stripe and then thrasher gear and all that i'm wearing thrasher sweats right now i could rep- i worked there and i skated since i was like four years old i could do that yeah. but everybody else i mean like and you work there it's crazy man like styles that's just my own little spurt before the the turn comes up but yeah. people respect the skate styles without even giving it the proper homage and respect they just they imitate. Yeah. And looks good. Yeah. Now you got little 14-year-old girls wearing Thrasher gear all over the mall. And it's just like... Reflects the You ball can't too. switch foot! Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, the, the thing... Well, you know, snitch culture, the whole nine. Whatever. whatever. Snitch culture. <laughs> you know. Shout out V5. <laughs> <laughs> snitch squad. Snitch squad. Right. Uh, well, let's hit the turn here, all right? Well... Regardless, I am pretty pumped for this weekend's match, though. Yeah. Um, if they could somehow keep pulling this off every weekend where there's some sort of something, that'd be great. Or at least once a month. Well, that'd we, be awesome. We got Colonial in a couple weeks. Um, <clears throat> after this ends, there'll be a little bit of a break, and then there'll be the, you know, Colonial will be back. Are we finally going to be on a schedule? Like, yeah, I think so. I think, wow. I think. It'll start in Texas with this event, and uh, you know the, you got people sounding off. You got uh, who was it? Lee Westwood saying it's not worth it. You got Adam Scott saying he's not going to be traveling yet. Uh, it's just a little bit too soon, which is interesting to see. This you know, it's true. I mean, you know, and they both bring up valid points. It's just the the, it's not that tight. The 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 rules that they're starting to implement are developing, and it's really difficult to say. Here's a set date for this, and we're still figuring out how it's all gonna work. Like it's yeah. I mean, this is a this is a it's pretty chaotic still. This is a life and death situation. So I mean, you know, technically the the it's rare, albeit it's very rare. Like we're still trying to exercise our daily lives as close as we possibly can, but we're you know we're wearing masks everywhere. It's the world has changed. We all are trying to deal with it, but it's I mean you know what like I got a mask right here, right in my back pocket. Anytime yeah. I need it. Yeah, I got, I got three. Yeah, two, I get, yeah. two Grateful Dead and a couple of homemade. You got two Grateful Dead? Which ones do you have? Oh, I got the, oh, look at this, bro. I'll show you right now. I like this one. This one actually matches my shirt a little bit. Well, that's nice right there. I, I like this one. Right and then I have the neck ones I got from my work. Look at this right here. They go up like this. Dancing Bears. Yeah, I wanted to get a Dancing Bear one. That, that one's and then, fucking and then hard, classic, though. Classic, dude. Yeah. Classic. I like that uh, one a lot. But this is this is where we're at. We're we're accessorizing our masks, our face masks. I can dig it. Yeah, I like wearing the little um, the little neck piece one that comes up. I gotta tell you something, man. I'm sorry to just. I got a vent on this though. 
if you are wearing your mask while you are in your car driving, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, I, I'm sorry. Does that... There, there's zero sense in that application of the mask. I, I think you just must really enjoy. I think you'd be correct on that one. There's, there's, you're yeah, in an enclosed area. You're by yourself. With your windows rolled up, you're just there's. You're by no, yourself. You're by yourself. <laughs> That's all you have to say. <laughs> it's you. If I see four people uh, in a vehicle and they're all four wearing masks, then I'm like, okay, logic tells me that this is some group that is forced to have to travel somewhere. They're following the guidelines, precautionary, doing the right thing. Even two people in a car. Even two people wearing masks, it's like, that makes sense. When I see somebody solo wearing a mask, I'm like... I think the irony... What do you, <laughs> what do you think? I, I think the irony behind it all is these don't even really do anything. Well, I mean, I mean if someone sneezes in my face right now, I would definitely still get sick. Well, you could, but <laughs> no, no, no. You, like... The masks do the most to help. The, it's great that it's that simple, actually, to just wear a mask because all these studies. You, you see the study the other day that like they 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 upgraded how dangerous it was from surface to surface. It is now scientifically proven that it's ten times as less as bad as they thought it was oh, from well, surface to surface. It's good for them. It dies on surfaces, so it's good, for, it's good for golf too. I think regular holes are going to come back real soon. Did you? I saw a picture of a baseball game from like nineteen something after the Spanish flu, and there were masks, and, and the whole crowd had masks on. There you go. Well, because that's the number one <laughs> they, way. They were not social distancing either; they were closer than we are. From air to air, bro, that's where it's bad. If it's me to you, and one of us has it, and it goes from you, and it floats in the air, and it gets to me, that's it hasn't touched any surfaces. It's in its purest, most strongest form. It can go in the eyes, right? Because there's tear ducts. But come on, man. This is that's like Star really Wars fucking shit. Like shooting the ball in the little thing and blowing up the Death Star. It's most likely not going to happen. So that's why masks are important. Get it? But yeah. in the car, dumb, stupid. One time Thank I was uh, golfing with uh, my buddy's dad. Rest in peace, aunt. Um, I was uh, golfing with his dad, Arnie, and I reached down to get something like this, right? And he he ducked down and sneezed at the same time, and I felt it like go up my nose and inhale it right, and I was like, "Oh my god, bro!" I woke up in the middle of the night that night and was throwing up and like had an instant flu like the next day. Gross. Yeah, dude, it was terrible, man. Terrible. It was crazy. Can I? I, I told this story yesterday because we were. Uh... I the the story I told the other day about the the arrow and then when you told the story about the putter in the heart oh the impaling dude I had to share the oh. juicer story because yeah the, like it just it's it's getting on me man because the juicer story is my favorite ten thousand ways to die whatever mm. story that I've ever heard it's and they I love how they designed the story because they prefaced it by the the the, the build up it's all about the build up this guy decides he's gonna start juicing to get healthy so he starts juicing but he takes it too far and the dude literally stops eating solid foods and tries to sustain this one on purely just juice oh i've talked about this a few times one of my favorite stories i've ever heard it's tremendous and so he keeps juicing he's just like juicing vegetables and fruits but nothing solid 
going hard. So his doctor eventually tells him like, hey man, this is extremely bad for you. Like it's good that you're trying to do something healthy, but you need to eat solid foods. Your body cannot yeah. like sustain on just you're going like crazy. on just juice. Like you're you're missing vital nutrients. They show him in the show all like ah. He told him he's like, You will die if you continue to juice. Yeah. And the guy continues to juice. <laughs> and in a freak accident, because oh, what well, it wasn't like screwed on tight or something happened. There was like a defect. It was something. a defect, but the juicer broke and it busted shattered pieces. It exploded. Or it something. exploded and a piece of the juicer fucking stabbed him in the neck and killed him. Yeah. His doctor told him, if you keep juicing, you'll die. He didn't listen. He juiced. The juicer killed him. Bam. Wow. Isn't that brilliant? Yeah, I remember seeing that one, man. That one, that one's up there, man. I mean, I think about that shit, dude. Like sometimes too, when man. I'm doing stuff, I'm like, all right, what's the ratio here of me actually yeah. surviving this? You know, yeah. whatever it may be. You know. Well, there's um, it's like some uh, it's like some uh, Final Destination. Like I yeah. mean, same with the uh, mini putt guy. You know what I mean? Like wow, really? Like that? He that? survived a train accident at some point, and like that was it. They pulled his number at the at the mini golf course, bro. That's it. <sighs> I think the anger got the best of him on that one. Man, speaking of mini putt, um, kind of a power of the pod. I was going to save this for off the pod, so I'll keep it light because I was going to do a lot of bashing. But uh, I like it so far. Yeah, Holy Moly Okay, is uh, doing a season two. Okay. It's coming up real quick here. Okay. The featured guest on there is Stephanie Gerby. Get out of here. I thought she's... The best waggle in the game. You told me she doesn't really have much personality, though. Ah, oh, see, now yeah, yeah, you threw me on the bus. She's a local gal, too, man. You said it on one of these episodes. So. Did I say that? Oh, I, think so. I think I told you that uh, in private the other day. But Oh, you did? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> so well, now that we've uh, opened Pandora's box, let me d- dive into this a little bit. No, she she's good. Um, I just my bad. If she's just getting started, I feel terrible actually because that's 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 harsh criticism. Well, I will say this. First of all, shout out to her local girl. Yeah, getting on a national. I mean, she's known for her golf. She's known for her Instagram. She's known for her waggle. She does have yeah. an amazing waggle. Um, waggle. But and I'm not even. Uh, and my problem with her is not her being on the show. This this is awesome. I'm going to watch it. It actually makes. It's yeah. cool because it's somebody I bump into at the driving range. Not she, that I talk to she her. She shouts but. out, uh, what's it called? Uh, Stone, uh, uh, TPC Stonebrae all yeah, the time, huh? Yeah, I think that's her home course. Hey, what's the deal with that course? Can we actually go play that course? Yeah. Can we really? I thought mm-hmm. that, so it's not private. It's fully public. I don't think public. it's private. Yeah, I think it's Is public. it just loot? Is it just like over 200? or is I it don't know. Reasonable? I've never looked into it. Okay. Uh, I know you can be, uh, to me, it's the like the Boulder Ridge of... Uh, of the San Mateo area, you know what I mean? Where do we want to go the there. next time we want to do a special golf something? Because I mean, now that it's getting regular again, we we should do something. We gotta hit up Gilbert. We gotta we gotta hit up Gilbert. We gotta we meet him halfway. Somewhere. I'm down to do something next week, possibly if it's somewhere local during the week. I think my boss might be okay with me fucking bouncing out. I don't know. Seems like he's chill with that. I wanna go high up on Apple Mountain, dude. Dude, Apple Can Mountain. we go back to cool. Apple Mountain? There's some spots out in Sacramento that you don't know about that I know about that I are know. amazing. That's what I'm saying, and he knows about some. I mean, there's there's courses. Yeah, me and him were talking. We we both were talking about this course. I think it's called like Hagen Oaks or something. Like that. All we got to do is but we got an hour. We got we drive an hour. He drives an hour. We we meet up at a fucking. There's there's plenty. There's plenty along the way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. We gotta um, do it. I, we got to make a trek out there though, and, yeah. and they've been open this whole time, so they've been golfing pretty religiously out there in Sacramento and all that stuff. But yeah, um, and I could be misquoting 
the course that I'm talking about, but it is a, a fine facility. And I think uh, the Hagen name's involved with it. And um, they had some like uh, national lambs there back in the day. Pretty historic background with it. But uh, yeah, it's nestled back there uh, near, um, uh, what's it, Citrus Heights? Oh, let's go, man. Out in Sacramento area. So yeah, uh, I'm with it. We Play it all. I know, man. Well, shit. Um, yeah, I can't let's wait for the next here. show. Yeah, definitely. Let's, let's get do out this. Of here. Uh, next show, uh, we'll have the you know the match highlights and yeah. all that good stuff. Uh, we might have up, to man? tone it back just a little bit, just because I got I got business over the next so. I don't yeah, know. we might be revamping the schedule. Um, yeah. A number of reasons why. Also, yeah. our schedule is about to get really busy, so yeah. Um, you all probably won't really notice, but for us, we'll be recording less times, but it'll free up um, video time, some vlogging episodes, and this and that. So it'll all be good. All the content will be coming out. Speaking of which, we're still on our quest to a hundo, man. We're still gonna yeah. hit that hundo. Oh, the, the, the podcast is fine. We're, yeah, we're yeah. steady going. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe to YouTube, though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Shout out to Anchor.fm for all the wonderful work that they do. This would not be possible without them. We do. Uh, all the international listeners, thank you for all the love and support, all the supporters. Thank you, Sashamans. And the bank accounts Woo! looking nice. Everything's looking nice, everybody. Thank you so much. It's glorious. Uh, I hope we get out this week. I hope everybody else gets out. And if you do, remember, head down. Good vibes. Toodles. <laughs>